This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Coming up on 5-Minute News... Biden tells Republicans to get out of the way, raising the debt limit. Facebook, WhatsApp and Instagram suffer worldwide outages. And UNICEF says children need mental health help through pandemic. It's Tuesday, October 5. I'm Anthony Davis. Joe Biden on Monday urged Republican senators to get out of the way and let Democrats suspend the nation's debt limit, hoping to get the U.S. government from bumping dangerously close to a credit default. A Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, refuses to lend his party's help, despite the debt growing exponentially under former Republican President Trump. Biden's criticism came with Congress facing an October 18 deadline to allow for more borrowing to keep the government operating after having accrued a total public debt of $28.4 trillion. The House has passed a measure to suspend the debt limit, but McConnell is forcing Senate Democrats into a cumbersome process that could drag on and approach the deadline with little margin for error. Both Biden and McConnell have promised that the country will avoid default, yet the public fight and political posturing risks an economic meltdown. The global economy relies on the stability of U.S. Treasury notes, and unpaid debt could crush financial markets and hurl America into recession. Biden noted that the debt limit applies to borrowing that has already occurred in previous years and said Republicans are hurting the country by blocking the limit suspension. Once a routine vote, the need to raise the nation's debt limit has become increasingly partisan and theatrical. It became a favorite political weapon of Republicans to either demand concessions or force Democrats into unpopular votes to enable more borrowing. A massive global outage that plunged Facebook, its Instagram and WhatsApp platforms, and many people who rely heavily on those services into chaos on Monday was gradually dissipating by early this morning. Facebook said late Monday that it's been working to restore access to its services and is happy to report they are coming back online now and thanked its users for bearing with it, but fixing it wasn't as simple as flipping a switch. Facebook did not say what might have caused the outage, which began around 11.40am Eastern Time and was still not fixed more than six hours later. Facebook was already in the throes of a separate major crisis after whistleblower Francis Horgan, a former Facebook product manager, provided the Wall Street Journal with internal documents that exposed the company's awareness of harms caused by its products and decisions. Horgan had also anonymously filed complaints with federal law enforcement, alleging Facebook's own research shows how it magnifies hate and misinformation and leads to increased polarization. It also showed that the company was aware that Instagram can harm teenage girls' mental health. 
The journal's stories, called the Facebook Files, painted a picture of a company focused on growth and its own interests over the public good. Facebook has tried to play down their impact. There was no evidence as of Monday afternoon that malicious activity was involved, but the impact was significant for Facebook's nearly 3 billion users, showing just how much the world has come to rely on it and its properties to run businesses, connect with online communities, log on to multiple other websites, and even order food. Governments around the world must pour more money and resources into preserving the mental well-being of children and adolescents, the UN's Child Protection Agency urged in a report today that sounded alarms about blows to mental health from the COVID-19 pandemic that hit poor and vulnerable children particularly hard. The United Nations Children's Fund said its State of the World's Children's Study is its most comprehensive look so far this century at the mental health of children and adolescents globally. The coronavirus crisis, forcing school closures that upended the lives of children, has thrust the issue of their mental well-being into the fore. UNICEF said it may take years to fully measure the extent of the pandemic's impact on young people's mental health. Psychiatrists quickly saw signs of distress, with children and adolescents seeking help for suicidal thoughts, anxiety, eating disorders and other difficulties, as lockdowns and switching to remote learning severed them from friends and routines, and as COVID-19 killed parents and grandparents. Pediatric psychiatrists say they were already short of resources before the pandemic brought a surge in caseloads. UNICEF said spending on promoting and protecting mental health is extremely low, yet the needs are pressing. Citing pre-pandemic figures from 2019, UNICEF estimated nearly 46,000 children and adolescents aged 10 to 19 end their own lives every year. UNICEF said multiple worries affect the mental health of children and adolescents, including anxieties over possible illness, lockdowns, school closures, and other upheavals in their lives. Lockdown also fueled behaviour problems and were particularly hard felt by kids with autism and attention and hyperactivity disorders, UNICEF said. Remote learning was beyond the reach of hundreds of millions of young people. One in three schoolchildren couldn't take part because they had no internet access or television, UNICEF said. Children in the poorest families were the most affected. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.